The well is an ordinary place that takes on extraordinary meaning through encounters with Jesus. Join Father Anthony Messer from St. Timothy and St. Athanasius Church in Arlington, Virginia, in search of transformation, healing, revival, and refreshment. Welcome to the well at STSA. It's good to see everyone here today. We're continuing our series on Do You Believe in Miracles? And I'm sure you would say, yes, of course, I believe in miracles. We all believe in miracles. Here's the thing about miracles. Miracles, small and large, happen every day. Miracles that, are, that you know about and that you don't know about happen every single day. The problem is this. We're always waiting. We're always waiting to see a miracle. And we're always praying, say, please, God, please, God, I, like, let this miracle happen for me and my family. And then I'll believe if you, if you do this miracle, I will believe. Here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. And we said this last week. When Moses parted the Red Sea, did everybody believe in God after that? They believed for the moment. Moses parted the Red Sea. Two million plus people said, wow, this is the greatest miracle ever. And then what happened? They get into the wilderness and they're hungry. They said, where's God? How come he's not sending food? Where are you, God? God?" And he sends food from where? From heaven. And then he sends water from a what? He sends water from from a rock. So wait a minute. God did this great miracle. Did they believe going forward? Yes and no. Remember when Moses went on the mountain to receive the commandments? What did the people do at the bottom of the mountain? They started to worship a golden calf. Wait a minute. All these great things that happened... All these great things that happen, and they believe for a moment, and then they lose track of that. That's what I want to ask you. When I say, do you believe in miracles? It's not just miracles, and then you're waiting for it, and all of a sudden you go back to an old life, an old thinking. It's different. I want you to have a miracle. But here's the thing that I said last week, and we'll say it again this week. We do not need to rely on miracles, but learn from them. Sometimes we're always waiting. No, I'm waiting for Pope Carolus to do the miracle. I'm waiting for Jesus to do the miracle. That's fine. He will. God will make a miracle. But the problem is we never learn from them. The people of Israel, they didn't learn. So they went back. They get a miracle, they go back. So let's not say if Jesus did a miracle, we'll believe. We should believe because he is doing miracles every single day. But let's not just rely on miracles, but let's learn from them. And actually... To be honest, last week we said something very important. It's not just the miracle that we're looking for, but the bi- biggest miracle is right here, that we become the miracle. You and me being transformed, that's the miracle. Like if you see a miracle happen and you just believe for a short time and you live your life differently for a short time, that's not it. The real miracle is what God is doing inside of each one of us. Let's remember last week for a moment. Last week was which miracle? We heard it earlier. When Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus calmed the storm and then he walked on water. There's two two miracles. The first one we talked about last week is what? Jesus calming the storm. Remember he was sleeping in the boat? The storm was taking down the disciples and they were crying and they said, we're going to die. Jesus, are you going to help us or not? Jesus wakes up, calms the storm. Great miracle. But that wasn't the miracle. Calming the storm was a miracle, but that wasn't the miracle. What was the miracle? Was that we believe God is in our storms. That we still believe God is working in our storms. That's the miracle, right? 
Remember, Peter was walking on water and Jesus was walking on water. What was the miracle? Walking on water. There was more. Look, this whole series is there's a miracle and there's the more to the story. The more to the story is what? When Peter was keeping his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. When he looked down at the storms, the problems, the challenges, I can't believe why, he was sinking. The miracle last week wasn't walking on water and, and also the, calming the storm. Is that how do you live when there is a storm? How do you live when there's a problem? You get, we trust that God is working in the problem and that we're, our eyes are on him. That was last week. So you get the theme, right? We're going to tell you about Jesus' miracles, but most importantly, we're going to talk about the miracle that's really the hidden miracle or what God really wants to accomplish. That being said, let's start today's miracle. It's coming from Luke chapter 17. Follow with me. This is a beautiful miracle. We just saw a quick video of it, but let's, let's watch and let's pay attention to this video here or this, this verse, these verses right here. Luke 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood far afar off. So ten men, leprosy, far away. They were like, they were the disgusting people of, of the town. No one wanted to come near them. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So they're crying out to Jesus. They have leprosy. No one wants to be around them. Um, and let's go on and see what happens next. <clears throat> and one of them, sorry. And so as they went, and they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when they had said that, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was when as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice glorifying God and fell down on his feet and giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, we're not there are ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Where there are not anyone found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Ten had leprosy, all ten were cured. One came back to say thank you. Who is the one that was really healed today? The ten or the one? Now, obviously, the miracle was for the ten, and that's what I want you to see clearly. The, obviously, the miracle was for the ten, but I want to tell you, I think the one got an extra miracle. And we're going to talk about that now. And I, look, these lepers had the worst kind of life that no one could be around them. But they cried out to God, and you can see Jesus healing all ten, but only one came back. Where were the nine? One came back to be at the feet of Jesus, said, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you have done. Here's the thing, guys. God is doing so many things in your life and my life. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. God is doing so many great things in our life. But I think sometimes we act like the nine. We kind of expect it. You know, everything that we have in our life, we forget to remember to say thank you. And only one came back, and it says the one is a foreigner. One is a Samaritan. One is like the unbeliever who came back to say thank you. We know God is protecting. We know God is blessing. We know God provides. We know God heals. But the real miracle today, the real miracle is the person living a life of thanks. That's the miracle. Okay, he healed the leprosy. 
That's a miracle. But this is the real miracle. God's going to do miracles in your life. Oh, so I can't believe this one was healed and this one was a miracle and this one was saved. This is the miracle today. It's a person who learns daily, not just daily, multiple times a day to give thanks. That's the miracle. I know you wanted something like scientific. It's not. It's simple. But the problem is there was 10 and only one came back. That's kind of the percentage that we do with God. Is that not many come back to him and say thank you throughout their day. This is a mindset that needs to be changed. This is the miracle. And if that doesn't help you, one of the best verses about this is, is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything give thanks. Let's say this together. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. All together, one more time. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God for you. In everything. In everything. That means whatever happens, good, bad, ugly, disastrous, whatever, small, big, everything, and everything, give thanks. I'm not sure if we're convinced of that. If you're not convinced, then let's look at what the church did. The church is very wise. In the beginning of every sacrament, baptism, chrismation, liturgy, wedding, priesthood, unction of the sick, confession, everything is there this is in every prayer. We thank you for every condition, concerning every condition and in every condition. The miracle today, everyone, is a life of thanks. Now you say, oh, but I know that. But just hang on for a second. I'm going to get into some examples. You tell me if you really think that we have a life of thanks. I may thank God once in a while, but not in everything. Not in everything. Someone is sick. I don't, say we, I don't think we say thank you. I would never say someone is sick. We say, someone died, passed away. We say, thank you. How? How, how Abuna, we're going to say thank you when someone passes away? My marriage is in trouble. Thank you. Can't be. <laughs> Can't be. Right? My kids don't obey me. Thank you, God. My kids don't obey me. How can I do everything? How is it possible? My boss at work is annoying. Thank you, God. My boss at work is annoying. I don't think that's what you're thinking. I'm in financial trouble for whatever, whatever. Thank you, God. Someone insulted me. Thank you. I don't think that's us, or is it? Should it be? Should it be us? Should we think? But it says in, wait a minute, let's go back. We said what? In everything give thanks. Is this verse impossible to practice? I'm asking you a question. Is this verse impossible to, to practice? And even the church, the church says it clearly. We thank you for every condition. So that's something that I want us to pray about today. You know why I want you to be thankful? Because the real miracle comes when you're thankful. Being thankful leads to trust in God. Let me give you an example. Look, all those things I said earlier, you know, the problems in family, problems with kids. If we're going to God and saying thank you, what is that telling God? It's telling God, I trust you. I don't know why. I don't understand, but I trust you. When you thank God for whatever comes, you have to remember whose hands are you in? Your life is in, and my life is in the hands of God. So if something happens, say, God, I thank you for this. I know there's a purpose behind it. That's the miracle. You guys see it? God wants us to be thankful because it helps us to say, God, I trust you. God, I thank you because I trust you. I don't understand, but I thank you for this happening because I know it's for the best. Do you ever, have you ever said that before, after? Well, I didn't know why God did that, but afterwards I realized God was trying to teach me something. That's it. 
So we're just going in advance and saying thank you. You know, when you said, okay, Abuna, when we have marriage problems, how can we say thank you? You know what a marriage problem could be? It could be learning how to communicate better with your, your wife or husband. It could be learning how to love them unconditionally. Did you see the point? So yes, you have a problem with your spouse. That can happen, and it's happened many times. But you're learning with God's help. God, I trust you to be in this situation to help me through it. My kids aren't obeying. They're becoming monsters at home. Okay, it's a chance to learn how to love them even when they are monsters and teaching them how to love unconditionally. So that's what I'm saying. So being thankful leads to trust in God. I'm in your hands. I trust you're doing something. But we remain down, broken, resentful for things that happen in our life. And to be honest, we have a lot of complaints against God, against others, for things that happen. It's hard to be thankful, but to be honest with you, being thankful is the medicine. I want you guys to get this really clearly because I, I'm saying this to you and saying it to myself. Being thankful is a med medicine against bitterness, against the complaint, against being critical. Have, have any of you been just so critical on people, complaining about work or complaining about home or complaining about whatever? This complaining is unhealthy. It's actually darkness to the soul. The miracle today is being thankful because it heals. It's the medicine against being bitter, being resentful, being complaining. That's the real miracle today. Jesus has healed the lepers. But what's inside is the real miracle, the change of mindset, the change of heart to be thankful. Ten were healed. Only one came back. He praised the one. Jesus said, the one is the best. He came back. And actually, it, he, you can see the one that came back was so thankful and he said, the faith, your faith has made you well. Now, that's always strange to me. When the one came back, he said, your faith has made you well, but he healed all ten. That proves one thing. If all ten were healed, but then he said to the one, your faith has made you well, what does that tell you? Where is the real miracle? Inside. The leprosy is outside. The real miracle was inside. You get that? So that, that's, that's what I want you guys to realize, that there's more to the story. The real Healing is on the inside of being thankful and not bitter and so forth. I was telling you previously about my journey in Africa going through, I don't know if you were here last week, but going through the mud and the journey in a long 20-hour journey on a, in a rocky road in the mud and getting stuck and getting covered in mud and, and not being able to, it seemed like impossible to arrive at our destination it was one of the hardest things mentally and physically to arrive. But that same trip, let me tell you about something else that happened. So we finally got to our destination 20 hours later. And at that location, one thing was rare to find was clean water. Now, we brought gallons of water from the main city into the village. And we thought that would last. But when we got there, we ran out of water. Now, you might think that's, that's not a big deal because we can pick up water anywhere. We can just open our, our, our faucets and have water. Water is very hard to find in certain places around the world. And I want to tell you, we ran out of water, and to be honest, in the beginning, I was like, what's the big deal? We'll make it, we'll make it. After some time, I'll tell you, if you want to see a panic in a group, everyone started panicking, including myself. Everyone started panicking. Like, what do you mean there's no water? 
So we couldn't even find water to take a shower. We couldn't find water to drink. And you're, you're getting dehydrated. It's hot. It's like really, it's warfare. You have no water, nothing. Finally, they found a well. A well. They had to dig, 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 and they found a well. And they pulled up a bucket of water, and it was what? It was the beautiful color of dark brown. And they brought it up, and I said, okay, this is good. So where's the water, guys? This is mud. Where's the water? I said, this is the water. I said, no, 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 where's the water that we're going to drink? They said, no, this is the water. So I said, okay, what do we do now? So we found a way to boil the water, and it went from dark brown to a little bit less dark brown. That was still, it was still dark brown. But it, when you boiled it, whatever, it was still dark brown. And he said, this is the water you have to drink. Anyways, we still drank the water. I don't remember how it tastes, but I just remember, like, we barely survived. Here comes one of the missionaries from the market. He said, I have great news. I said, what, you found water? He said, no, I found something better. I told you this story before. I found something better. I found ice-cold orange soda. I was like, what do you mean ice-cold orange soda? You can't find water. You found orange soda. He said, yeah, yeah, I found ice-cold. Ice-cold, there's no refrigerators, there's no freezers. How did you find Did it come from heaven for you? Did ice-cold orange soda? So he said, yeah, I found it. So he started to give out everyone orange soda. I opened that orange soda, I'm telling you guys. And I started drinking that orange soda. I said, this is the best orange soda I've ever had in my entire life. I drink it as slow as possible. I drank that soda, and I said, wow, this, this is heaven. And honestly, that was the best orange soda ever. We have mud water, and we had ice-cold orange soda. I said, this is the best, best, best ever. Next day, my friend who's a missionary, he comes in again. I got great news again. I said, what? I got more orange soda. I said, bring it, bring it, let's go, let's go. Every day, he f I don't know where he found it, but it's a miracle. That was a miracle. But I remember thinking to myself, I honestly, this is, I remember thinking to myself, it's like, why do I take for granted the simple things? Like, if I say, get an orange soda now to you here in America, you say, oh, what's the big deal? We can go anywhere and get a Fanta, get an orange That's easy. But you never say thank you for orange soda. We never say thank you for water. We take showers so easily. We drink water so easily, and we can get whatever we want whenever we want. But we never say thank you. It's not till we don't have those things. It's, oh, God, thank you for that. No, I want us to, the miracle today is being thanks in, every, in everything, give thanks. That's the miracle. If we do that, that shows one thing. I trust you, God. Okay? If I don't have water or have water, if I have orange soda or not an orange soda, I thank you for whatever I'm facing. Now, we may have water and orange soda, but maybe something else will not be there. Maybe something else you're praying for that's not there in your life. Say, wait a minute. I thank you, God, and I trust you, God, and I know you're going to give me the best. And I think that's the spirit of what I want everyone to have today. To be honest, I'm saying this to you and I'm saying this to myself. In our daily life, we complain a lot. Not a little. We complain a lot. We complain about our family. But do you ever say thank you for your family? Thank you. Like, think about that for a second. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for my sister. Thank you for, even if they are mistreating you, even if, they're, they're, even if it's not what you want, I, we forget to say thank you. Now, I know how many times you complain about your job. I'll never complain. I have the best job in the world. But I know for you, sometimes you're like, my job is the worst, and my boss is so-and-so, and my... I want you to think differently. I want you to think differently. I want you to behave differently. I want you to give thanks for your boss. I want you to give thanks for the things that you don't want to give thanks for. You know why? Because God gave you that. It shows to God you're thanking Him for what He's providing for you. If we don't thank God for the stuff that He gives us, we're complaining against God, not the people. You complain about your boss, or complain about your house, or complain about your car, or complain about whatever, but you're complaining. I think we are complaining 
against him. But in everything, give thanks for the small things. To be honest with you, we take for granted so many things. Even the small things. Clean water, we take it for granted. To be honest, a car that works, we take it for granted. A car works. Say, thank you. My car works. No, my car, no, my car is working. It takes me. The roads. By the way, I told you last time, 20 hours on no road. You should go outside today when you drive your car. I want you to remember this. I want you to go out and say, thank you for the road. You would never thank God for the road, but you should thank God for the road. Try dr driving. In, those of you who are going on vacation, driving 8, 10, 15 hours. Try doing that on bumpy, rocky terrain. For, after one hour, you'll cry. Say thank you for the road. I know you're just saying, why am I going to thank God for the road? Thank Him for everything. The thing you would never think about. Thank Him for everything. Thank Him for the smallest things. This is the miracle. Being thankful for the small daily things. That's the miracle. It's the small thing. I want you to think today. The smallest thing insignificant. Say thank you for it. The big things we're going to say. But the small things we tend to miss, we tend to complain, we tend to forget. You know, sometimes Dahlia cooks food for us at home, and this is a confession, and I know she's going to hear it, but sometimes the food, don't worry, it's being recorded, I'm in trouble either way. <laughs> I'm in trouble either way, don't worry. Sometimes the food is great, and sometimes the food is a little less great. Is that a good way to say it? <laughs> okay. okay, I got some people cheering me on over here. It's a little bit less great. I don't say thank you for it. I complain. I say, couldn't we have made that and couldn't we? I'm being honest. If you go home today and someone made you something at home, like it or not, say thank you. You know, those of you who came from Bolivia recently, I heard a story that the hot water wasn't working in the showers. I'm sure today when your hot water works, you're going to say thank you. And I want you who never, didn't go on the trip, go home and say, when you take a shower, say thank you for the hot water. Like, let's be thankful. We don't realize these small things. You know, something around the world that I learned when I traveled in international mission and even living in the mission, we're not thankful for our shoes. You would probably say, why am I thankful for my shoes? You would be surprised how many people in the world don't have shoes. You know, if you give them your old, 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 old shoes... They say this is the best thing ever. Your old, 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 old shoes. Should we, we should probably play this for our kids later on. This video is being recorded. Play it for kids. When people have old, old shoes, they say thank you. When people get new stuff, they say, oh, I don't like that color. I don't like whatever. I said, hey, you need to be thankful in everything. Have you done this lately? Being thankful that you can walk? I can tell you right now. You know me, what happened to me recently when I tore my Achilles tendon. I was out for many months not able to walk. I was just sitting there like a potato. Remember, every week, and you guys looking at me, I'm looking at you, I can't move. Right now, I'm going to be honest with you, I am so thankful I can walk. And not only that, this past week, uh, the priest, we went to a convention or a conference for priests and bishops in Boston. And I got to play basketball a little bit. And I was, I was honestly, I was playing and I was like, I can't believe I'm playing basketball again. I know you're probably worried about me, but I'm thanking God that I can walk, and that I can play basketball. And I don't know if you'd say thank you for being able to walk, but I want you to say thank you today for being able to walk. 
I don't know if you ever said thank you for playing sports. You should say thank you because sometimes you can't play because you can't manage to get up and move. Just say thank you for the small things. I want you to be thankful for something else. Being able to talk. What do you mean? I don't know if you remember two weeks ago what happened to me. Who remembers? Two weeks ago, I lost my voice. And I couldn't talk. I couldn't do liturgy. I couldn't do the sermon. I couldn't do anything. I don't think I thank God for being able to talk, but I started. I said, God, even in the liturgy today, I said, God, thank you for letting me have the voice to, to share in the sermon, to do the liturgy, to even do the well. Thank you for giving me the chance. Thank you for giving me a voice, giving me a leg. Like, come on, like that. I know it sounds silly, but the silly small things is what we need to get to because that shows inside, I trust you, God. I love you, God. I thank you, God. Our attention is always on him. So I want you to think of the smallest, smallest, smallest things to thank God for. By the way, it sounds like I get injured a lot, right? I got my leg, I got my voice. Aren't you guys praying for me? Come on, guys. You should be thankful for me and pray for me, okay? And I'm thankful for you guys. But it's true. St. Ambrose even says it even better. There's no duty that is more urgent than that of returning thanks. Urgent thanks. We never say it's urgent. We say, okay, you know, every once in a while when something big happens, we say, thank you, God. Yeah, the big things are easy. Everybody's saying thank you, God, or thank you in general for the big things. But the small things, the insignificant that we think is insignificant, walking, talking, having a car, having food, having clean water, having orange soda, whatever, thank God for there's nothing more urgent than that. Make it urgent. You know why it's urgent? Because it heals your soul. It heals the inside. It heals complaining. I want you this week to change complaining into thankfulness. Being critical and to looking at the best in the situation. Change it. Like look for it, pray for it, and practice it. Practice it at home. When everything is chaos, practice it at work. Practice it wherever you go, even when you're driving home. Just say, thank you, God, for all you provide for me. That heals the soul. But make it urgent. That's why I like this quote. Make it urgent. Make it important. Make it something that has to be on the forefront of your mind. And not only that, I love this other father, St. Isaac the Syrian. I love this, what it says, and this is what I want us to practice this week. Lips that utter frequent thanksgiving should be blessed by God, and the grateful heart is visited by grace. What happens when you're thankful? What's visiting you? What's visiting you? Grace. Do you need some of that? Of course. Do you know what grace is? God showering you with gifts. God showering you with love. God showering you. Lips that utter frequent thanksgiving. <clears throat> it doesn't say, hey, every once in a while say thanks. It says frequent, frequent, frequent. This is the one visited by grace. I sure want grace of God in my life. I need it. You need it. But it starts with thanks. Utter it daily, utter it daily. Keep it on the forefront of your lips. Frequent thanksgiving shall have the grace of God. You know where to find a Thanksgiving prayer in the church. You can open your Coptic reader, and the first prayer is a Thanksgiving prayer. I think you should pray it every day. I think we should pray that every day. Some of us said, no, sometimes. I think every day, include in your prayers the prayer of Thanksgiving. It's there in Coptic reader. It's in the Igbeya. It's our Father who art in heaven and the Thanksgiving prayer. It's the beginning. Pray it every day. But when you pray it every day, I want you to think about what you're giving thanks. Don't say, let's give thanks to the great. No, think about the things that you want to be thankful for when you say that prayer. That's number one. But here's number two. 
but I want you to do this week. I want you to say this prayer. Next slide, please. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. This is from Psalm 136, verse 1. This is actually in the midnight praises. This is in the midnight praises, if you ever attended. But this is a prayer I want you to memorize to say every day. Not every day, many times a day. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. It's pretty easy. Let's try to practice together. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. One more time. Okay, try to do it without looking at it, okay? Because I want us to memorize it. One, two, three. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy forever. It's nice. Can we repeat that all week? Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. He is good. He is good. You know why He is good? It remembers that whatever comes our way, remember, wait a minute, God, you're good. You wouldn't do that. You don't want to punish me. You don't want to make a disaster for me. No, you love me. I'm going to give thanks to you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. You're merciful and you are good. That's the prayer we say in midnight praises. I want us to say that throughout the day. As you're driving home, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I want us to remember it. I want us to practice it. I want us to believe in it no matter what comes up. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. If you find yourself complaining too much, what are you going to say? I want. If you find yourself criticizing too much, what are you going to say? Some of you get a star. Some of you are not with me. So let's let's try it one more time. If you're crying too much and complaining and critical too much, what are you going to say? His mercy endures forever. Your trust in him will grow when you say thanks. Your eyes will be on him no matter what we face down here. Nobody, I can't believe this is happening to me. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He would never let anything happen to you like that. Don't let St. Athanasius, our patron saint, said we must not let any season pass without thanksgiving. Not one season. Not one day. Not one anything. Don't let anything pass. Without being grateful, being thankful, that's where the grace of God is there. That's the real miracle today, is a life of thanks. Miracles are happening all around you, but most importantly, in you. The miracle today is 10 lepers. One came back, God did a miracle for him to do something extra, give him an extra grace. That extra grace was inside. God's going to do miracles exterior, but the real miracle is interior. It's, I'm having peace, thankfulness, like I'm content, I'm not complaining. That's, that's what we need to pray for today, the inside miracle. May God bless you. When I say, do you believe in miracles? I know you believe in miracles. But the miracles aren't just calming the storm and 10 lepers being cleansed. The real miracle is God is in our storm the real miracle is a life of thanksgiving because it shows we trust him, we believe in him. Let's practice this week. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let's stand up and pray together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, we must utter thanks to you for this beautiful day in the church. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in this church today and all around the world and 
Thank you for this chance to, to lift up our hearts to you. Lord, we know that we have problems sometimes in health. Sometimes we have problems in family. Sometimes we have problems at work. Sometimes we have situations where we feel spoiled or we feel like that we, we are owed something. But Lord, even the smallest things, thank you for the water, thank you for the food, thank you for the beautiful church, thank you for the roads, thank you for everything you give us, big and small, we forget. But our eyes on you and we say thank you, we love you, and we honor you. Please forgive us for forgetting this. Please forgive us for taking your, for granted your grace and your love for us. Bless this congregation and bless those in the church. Thank you for your love, your grace. Thank you for pouring all this on us. We trust you. We believe in miracles. We believe there's a miracle happening inside of us right now. We ask all this in your name, session of St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Peter, St. Fotini, all the saints. Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespass, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from the evil one. And Christ is our Lord, for thine is the King. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.